So we have a hadith mentioned in Sunni and Shia sources in which the Prophet told Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib that the relationship between me and you is like the relationship between Harun and Musa. With only one difference, there is no prophet after me. Harun and Musa were both prophets. The prophet Muhammad is a prophet, but Imam Ali is not a prophet. That's the only difference. Otherwise, the same relationship that existed between Musa and Harun exists between me and you. What does this hadith mean? What is the prophet suggesting here in this hadith? This hadith is actually giving us an understanding of the position of Imam Ali السلام, at, at multiple fronts, at various levels and dimensions. The very basic dimension is that, oh Ali, you represent me, you're my Khalifa in my absence, just like Harun was the Khalifa of Prophet Musa in his absence. Which absence? When he went to receive the Torah, he went there for 40 days. Who represented him? Harun. So Ali, you are my representative. When I'm gone, you represent me. You represent this religion. You represent this faith. That's the first meaning we get from this hadith. So if anyone is to represent the Prophet when he's not absent, it's going to be who? When he's absent, when he's absent, if anyone is to represent him, it's Imam Ali This is a clear hadith from the Prophet That's one. Number two, when we examine the relationship between Harun and Musa, we find that Musa when God told him go to Fir'aun and bring him the signs and challenge him, what did he say to Allah? He said, Allah, Basically, I don't want to go alone. Send me my brother Harun. I want to challenge Musa with my brother Harun. And together we bring his government down. When the Prophet says that, he is hinting to all Muslims that all this religion and all of the successes and all of the efforts of this religion, it was supported by my brother Ali ibn Abi Talib. Don't forget that. Just like Allah sent Musa to the idol worshippers of Egypt who worshipped the Pharaoh and he needed his brother Harun in order to achieve his mission, the Prophet is telling this Muslim Ummah that the reason why my mission was complete is because of my brother Ali ibn Abi Talib See now you have a deeper meaning here. It's not just he represents me, no, the region why Islam became successful is because of him as well, not just me. Just like how Musa became successful in the face of the Pharaoh, it was Harun as well over there. Third, and this one is not something we have evidence for, but maybe some scholars might understand this. The Prophet was at the peak of eloquence, no one disputes that. And he was higher than Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib But when you look at the teachings that survived in history, the eloquent, powerful teachings, what is it that survived? See the Prophet's hadith did survive, but not that much. Because there was a political 
scheme after the Prophet. There was a prohibition on recording the hadith. But the most eloquent words we have after Quran that survived is the words of who? Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib. And he is the brother of the Prophet. And Musa says about Harun, my brother Harun afsahu minni. He's more eloquent than me. Let me make it clear, Rasulullah is more eloquent than Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib. No doubt about that. Imam Ali learns eloquence from the Prophet. But what survived in history more is the eloquence of Imam Ali alayhi salam. Through Nahj al-Balagha. And that's fascinating. Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib, through his eloquence, he saved for us the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Just like Harun, through his eloquence, he gave success to the mission of Musa alayhi salam. That's number three. Number four. Look at the progeny. Whose progeny continued in history? No, no, Musa and Harun. Whose progeny became more prominent in the history of Bani Israel? Harun alayhi salam. Yes? His progeny survived. They became leaders of Bani Israel. And some of them were chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And subhanallah, you find that similarly the progeny of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi was through the progeny of Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib alayhi salam. Because Imam Ali was the father, the, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi was the grandfather. And so immediately the link was Imam Ali alayhi salam. Allah gave progeny to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi through Imam Ali alayhi salam. And do you see the progeny of Harun salam is what survived? Number five, Harun and his progeny in the Sharia law of Bani Israel, the Jewish Sharia, they were allowed to sleep in the temples. We call them the masjid or place of worship. The Jews call them temples. They were allowed to sleep in the temples, whereas others did not. Harun and his sons, they were allowed to sleep in the temple. And even sometimes when you sleep and you may be in a not pure state, others don't have a right to be in the masjid in that state. Except for Harun and his sons, they were allowed come to Islam. Where do you find the similarity? The companions initially built their rooms around the Prophet's masjid. And they opened the door inside the masjid. So they would freely walk in and out. And sometimes they would be in an impure state. They need to go to the public bath to take a shower. Jibra'il comes on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It's mentioned in Sunni hadith as well, not just Shia hadith. Jibra'il comes, Ya Rasulullah, close all their doors except one door. The door of Ali ibn Abi Talib. He can come in and out whenever he wants. Subhanallah. Wasadda al-abwaba. So Imam Ali would come in and out. Sometimes he would pass through the masjid. Then he may go to the public baths. The companions got agitated. They came to Rasulullah. They told him, Ya Rasulullah, what's this discrimination? None of us were allowed. Ali is allowed? The Prophet was a little bit frustrated. Salamullah alayka Ya Rasulullah. How many times they objected when these things would happen? History documents, he sat on the mimbar in his masjid and he said, Oh companions, this was not my choice. 
This was the choice of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah said the door of Ali is open. It's not my choice. So don't object to me. This is the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He had to clarify because so many people objected to him. And so we see that similarity between Ali and his ma'soom sons and the sons of Harun with respect to the sanctity of the mosque. Other people, they, could, they had to respect the sanctity of the, mosque if, of the mosque if they were in a certain state. But Ali ibn Abi Talib is the source of purity. He can stay inside the masjid, his door leads into the masjid anytime. And that's why some um, historians believe the, 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 the house of Fatima had two doors. One door that goes inside the masjid and there's another door. But there is disagreement on that second door, where did it lead to? Usually in our minds we think the second door leads to the alley or the street. In fact, if you do logistical research, the second door of Lady Fatima would go into the house of Umm Salama, not the street. Then from the house of Umm Salama, you could go to the street. So the only way to go to the house of Fatima directly was through the masjid of the Prophet And that was a stark reminder to the Muslims. Allah wanted the Muslims in the masjid every day to see Hassan and Hussein coming in and out of this house. Imam Ali coming inside and outside, Lady Fatima coming inside and outside. So they know the special position of this family. But right after the Prophet passes away, what happens to that door? You know what happened.